Welcome to Weekly Homilies. Each week we present a homily by Father Mark Suslenko, pastor of the community of St. Isidore and Maria in beautiful Glastonbury, Connecticut. These are introduced by myself, Jonathan Sozek, director of our community's Faith Formation Office. For more about Father Mark and the life of our community, please head over to isidoreandmaria.org. Today, we present Season 2, Episode 32 of this podcast. We'll hear Father Mark's homily from September 22, 2019, the 25th Sunday of Ordinary Time in Year C. The Gospel for this week is Luke chapter 16, verses 10 to 13. Let's listen now to that reading, then hear Father Mark's response. A reading from the Gospel of Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, The person who is trustworthy in very small matters is also trustworthy in great ones. The person who is dishonest in very small matters is also dishonest in great ones. If, therefore, you are not trustworthy with dishonest wealth, who will trust you with true wealth? If you are not trustworthy with what belongs to another, who will give you what is yours? No servant can serve two masters. He will either hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. The Gospel of the Lord. We are people of conversation. And we have conversations every day of our lives. From those things that are superficial in nature to conversations that go into more depth and significance and meaning. We usually relate to one another via some form of conversation, communicating our thoughts and our ideas, our plans, our feelings, our aspirations. Of all of the conversations that we have with folks every day of our lives, do we ever stop for one minute and think that the greatest number of conversations we have in the course of a day is with ourselves? We converse more with ourselves than we do with others. We are constantly involved in an inner conversation, whether we're conscious or not of that reality. We are always in dialogue about what is happening around us, what we need to attend to, how we're going to proceed through a problem, or trying to reason through what life is presenting to us. Often our conversations reveal our weaknesses and our limitations. Our inner conversations also reveal the truth about who we are and the real disposition of our hearts. The one person that is most difficult to deceive is ourselves. Usually, we know exactly where we are and what we're doing. Our inner conversations reveal our incompleteness, 
the barnacles that we've inherited from our upbringing in our life, the scars and the wounds that we carry with us from living in our world. Our inner conversations reveal how we feel about others and what we need to accomplish ourselves. Many of our inner conversations serve the purpose of trying to get us out of a corner we perhaps have backed ourselves into, to try to pick up and succeed where at first we fail, to present a better image of ourselves to another person. Our inner conversations serve to polish the vessel of our lives, to make it look as clean and whole as possible. Our inner conversations can also, at one point, bring us to a successful resolution of a problem, but can also be the seedbed of prejudgment, of prejudice. The drama of our inner conversations can also portray all of the capital sins and all of the negative emotions from greed and gluttony to lust and pride to apathy and anger. Within ourselves, we converse about our true reactions to life and how we may impulsively feel about a a situation at the moment it's being encountered. And then what we actually do verbalize is a filtered version of what we had processed within. Inner conversations. They happen all of the time. And sometimes our inner conversations actually become verbal conversations and we get caught talking to ourselves. And when we get talking to ourselves, we feel a little bit of embarrassment because it's always equated with being just a little bit strupiad, you know. And if we're off kilter, we don't want somebody else to know we're losing our minds. But in essence, we all are to one extent. These inner conversations reveal so much about who we are. And often they are directly related to the secular stuff of our lives, of negotiating, of navigating, of finding our way through the course of what is falling before us. The steward in today's gospel did precisely that. He had an inner conversation with himself. When he found out he was losing his job, his instinct of self-preservation kicked in. And he began to think, how can I salvage this disaster to make it work best for me? Make it work best for me. And so he developed a very crafty strategy so that he could bounce back and not completely fall. And that craftiness was praised because in the secular world, he succeeded. 
in the eyes of his employment, he found a way through. If we spent as much time trying to negotiate our inner secular conversations with inner conversations that have to do with God, then maybe the gospel would stand a chance of succeeding. You see, our inner conversations can sometimes be very hurtful. We can really annihilate another human being just with our thoughts and feelings, never verbalized, but just living within. And those negative thoughts and feelings we think are private, and we think no one sees. But in essence, that is so wrong. Just because something has not been verbalized and communicated in the way that it was being formulated within ourselves doesn't mean it doesn't change the character of our hearts and leave an impression on our souls. Our interior life and our interior conversations are much more important than what we do externally. We can have what looks like the most polished and holy of lives, but inwardly be fighting with the greatest and darkest of demons. The inner conversations we have will determine whether our hearts truly believe in the gospel preached by Jesus Christ. In order to become the peacemakers that God calls us to be, in order to live lives of justice that we are asked to pursue, in order to be people of nonviolence, which Jesus models in its entirety, in order to be people of forgiveness and healing, in order to be people of love, and in order to be people who strive more greatly in efforts toward the kingdom of God than kingdoms of this world, then we have to change the tapes that play over and over in our inner conversations. We have to be willing to learn how to change our inner voice. We have to be willing to set our own agendas aside and worry less about our success or our popularity or what others will think and pursue more the vibrant presence of God in the midst of what is happening in our world and in our lives. We have to be willing to take the step from the profane into the sacred and begin to have inner conversations about the abounding presence of God, echoing in all corners of the world and in every human being. We have to be willing to have conversations about how I can bring healing and reconciliation to a situation rather than greater discord and disharmony.
we have to be willing to take the leap of faith. And if we don't change our inner voices, if we don't change how we process life, then how can we ever imagine living up to the standards that Jesus places before us? How can we ever hope to rid the world of prejudice and fear? How can we ever hope to become people of true faith? You see, at the end of the day, Jesus is so right. We can't serve both God and mammon. Either our inner voices are going to keep us anchored to the stuff of this world and its worldly concerns, or we're going to take the leap and focus our minds and hearts on the things of heaven. But to deceive ourselves into believing that holding both together is possible is simply an illusion that brings us perhaps to a place of security, but not to a place of truth. And so as we go back into our lives this week, perhaps we can listen a little bit more attentively to our inner conversations. What do they really reveal about who I am? What do they tell me about who has my allegiance? God or mammon? Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.